Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential Television. Welcome back, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw, and this is a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. Today, we're talking about something really fun, diamonds. Who doesn't love to talk about diamonds? Olivia Lando is the founder and CEO of The Clear Cut, a fully online platform disrupting the diamond industry. The Clear Cut is your go-to stop for custom diamond rings with a technology-first approach that makes the experience simpler and more convenient than you can imagine. Olivia, a fourth-generation jeweler, has been featured on Forbes, 30 under 30 list and entrepreneur magazines 100 women of impact list i'm so excited to talk jewelry with this brilliant woman this is the secret to dripping in diamonds <laughs> olivia welcome Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, you are just so brilliant. Just as I just said, it's such a young woman to be so accomplished. I think this is going to be a phenomenal topic and a phenomenal podcast to talk about and to enjoy. So let's get started. I am so impressed at everything you've accomplished already. And I love that everything you do is online which makes everything so much simpler for the consumer. Yes, definitely. I mean, we started even before the pandemic doing everything virtually. Uh, we started as a blog and then an Instagram account. So it was really natural for us to always be remote first. And then obviously since the pandemic, it's become you know more and more um, accessible and more and more people are shopping for luxury online. Yes. And sadly, we're virtual today as well, which I really love doing everything virtual. If we have to, I prefer to be in person, but I don't see anything really wrong with it. I feel like we're having a wonderful time already and we're <laughs> not in the same room. So I think that just adds to our topic today. It is so convenient to now be able to shop for something so important, a ring, a diamond ring, especially when it's meant for a loved one. Maybe it's not for yourself, it's for a loved one. And you can now be online and shop mm -hmm. for something so important. And so thank you for having this mm -hmm. concept for the consumer. Yeah, I mean, the goal has always been to, you know, democratize that private jewelry experience that, you know, used to be reserved for only, you know, very wealthy or connected people to meet with their private jeweler to create something custom in person. But now um, through our gem portal and our whole process, you work directly with your gemologist to handpick a diamond specifically for your preferences and create a custom ring. So now anyone can do it. Oh, I just love it. So jewelry runs in the family, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I'm fourth generation in the industry. Um, 
On my dad's side of the family, I come from like a long line of diamond cutters and dealers. He's originally from Antwerp, Belgium, and um, that used to be a big cutting uh, part of the world. And then my parents had their own antique jewelry business. So I was always surrounded by, you know, diamonds and jewelry uh, from a young age. Wow. As a child, did you love all of the beautiful jewelry? Was it always your goal to work in the business? Funny enough, it wasn't. I was always told from a young age that, you know, my parents immigrated here and they always wanted like the best for me. And they were like, you know, our dream is for you to work, you know, go to college and work like in a corporate environment. So they never pushed jewelry on me. Um, And when I was younger, I never thought I would go into it, but I always had an interest in it. I always loved fashion and design. And after college, I wanted to go to GIA, which is the Gemological Institute of America to become a gemologist. And when I was there, I never thought I would, you know, start my own business or anything. I thought, you know, Hey, this would be great. So I could work in jewelry in corporate America. So at like a large, um, jewelry house or a luxury house. So that was my goal for going to GIA. But while I was there, I really fell in love with the diamonds, the gemstones. And I guess it was, you know, just in my blood all along. Oh, I love that you went to GIA. How interesting. So can you tell us about this program? Yes. So the GIA um, is the Gemological Institute of America. They're the foremost authority in diamond grading. So basically, whenever you get a diamond, it comes with a GIA certificate, which basically tells you exactly what your diamond is, the quality, the four C's, you know, where the inclusions are. So they also have an educational program where you can become a diamonds graduate, where you're an expert in diamond grading or a graduate gemologist, where you're not only a diamond grader, but you can also identify like colored stones, like emeralds, rubies, sapphires, all of that. So I did um, the full program, which when you do it in person, it's about six months to become certified. Wow. So let me ask you this. Does someone make an appointment with you, one or many, and sit and then maybe they don't know the questions to ask. So just tell me the process. Yeah, totally. So for the custom diamond engagement rings, we always start with an initial phone consultation. So a 10 to 30 minute conversation with myself or one of our gemologists, just to understand each client's preferences, you know, whether it's they understand the shape or the style they want, or they know the budget and want to figure out what they can work within and we'll work with them to get a better understanding of those preferences. Then we will set them up in our gem portal. This is a portal that's like their personal um, online uh, homepage where they'll see all of the preferences we just discussed. They'll be able to communicate directly with their gemologist and see the diamonds we select for them. So on the back end, we are handpicking a selection of loose diamonds based on each client's preferences, price point, and our recommended quality. Each diamond is inspected in person by myself and our team of gemologists just to ensure for that quality. So, you know, making sure that each diamond faces up really nice and white, that there are no visible inclusions, that, you know, everything's well proportioned. And then a week later, you'll see your diamonds come through in the portal. So you'll see the photos, videos, descriptions, and pricing. Um, From there, we kind of get your feedback, um, go back and forth what you like, what you dislike, if we need to refine further, you know, what direction should we head in? And our goal is to work really closely with our client to narrow down until we find the perfect one. Um, once we find the diamond that they love and they want to move forward with, it's a one-third deposit to secure the stone. And then we'll transition to ring design and creation. 
Um, all of our rings are completely custom made for the specific diamond that they choose. And it usually takes about three to four weeks, just depending on the design um, to create the ring. Once that's completed, you see the final video come through in the portal. And then we, you know, uh, close out the balance and then ship out the ring and it comes with a GIA certificate, um, the appraisal. And now you also have the option to get an NFT of your ring as well. Oh, I just sat here <laughs> with chills the more you spoke. It just, that's a beautiful experience. We try to make it, you know, as stress-free and streamlined as possible, just because I know it can be a very overwhelming experience for a lot of people. Oh, I just love that because, you know, Everyone just starts out purchasing, and I keep going back to like the engagement ring, the promise ring, or some kind of special ring for someone you love. And everyone starts out with knowing what they can afford or knowing what they love, what shape, size, whatever. And I love that you're there willing to listen to what they, their limitations or and also their desires. And you take that and you can create something that they love. Yes. Like we can create anything, you know, and we want all of our clients to have the same experience, whether they're spending $5,000 or $500,000. Yes. Yes. I think that's so beautiful. Let's talk about the certification process. What does it mean when a diamond is GIA certified? That means that the diamond went to the Gemological Institute of America to be graded by graduate gemologists to get their um, the color, clarity, cut, all of the four C's um, that end up on the GIA certificate. So basically, that's just ensuring GIA is the industry's foremost authority in diamond grading, and they do have the strictest standards. So that is just something that when you buy a diamond and it comes with a GIA certification, you know that what you're buying is in fact what it is, and you can, you know, determine the value. I love that. So can you go through those four C's of diamond shopping for the listeners? Carrot, clarity, color, and cut. Yes. Um, so those are the four C's are the four characteristics that diamonds are like valued and priced at. Um, so it's color, which refers to like how white the diamond material it is. It starts at D and it goes all the way down to Z. With each step down, there's like incrementally more like warmth or yellow or brown undertone in the diamond. So um, you want to make sure that when you're picking out the diamond that it doesn't face up with a yellow yellow tint. So most of the time we recommend being in the colorless to near colorless range, which is the D to J color range for our modern stones. Um, after Z, um, then the more color you have, the better. Then it goes into like the fancy yellow stage. Um, in terms of clarity, it's a little bit trickier. This refers to like the natural inclusions in the diamond. So basically things that caught in the diamond during formation, like crystals and whatnot, um, no two diamonds have the same set of inclusions. So it's kind of like the diamond's fingerprint. Um, and they're graded by the number of inclusions, the intensity of the inclusion and where the position is. When we look out for that, we just wanna make sure that the diamond doesn't have any eye visible inclusions, meaning you can't see you know, any spots or like, you know, crystals with the naked eye, but maybe under magnification you can, but there's also a range there. Um, and it goes uh, flawless, internally flawless, BVS1 and BVS2, which is very, very slightly included, BS1, BS2, which is very slightly included, SI1, SI2, which is slightly included, and then I1, I2, 
three, which is included. Um, cut refers to how well um, the diamond is, you know, proportioned. Um, fun fact is only round brilliant diamonds have an actual cut grade. All other shapes um, are considered fancy shapes and they only have polish and symmetry grades. But the scale goes excellent, very good, good, fair, and poor. Typically, for round brilliance, we like to be excellent just because they're really standardized in their proportions. We want to maximize brilliance and symmetry. Um, but for other shapes, um, like ovals, emerald cuts, other fancy shapes, uh, there's a lot more subjectivity, and people have personal preferences in the way you know the ratio is or the proportion. So it's um, you know a little less stringent. Anywhere from like excellent to good is typically fine. And then carrot obviously refers to how much the diamond physically weighs itself. And most people associate a heavier carrot weight with a bigger looking stone, but it really just depends on where the diamond is holding its weight. You can have two diamonds with the same carrot weight, but they might be holding their weight differently and have different proportions so they can look a little different in size. Wow, I'd never realized that. So you can have two diamonds, the same carrot weight, mm -hmm. but they can look different sizes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Just depending on, you know, one might be a little bit shallower and holding more weight at the top, which we call a spready stone. And it might look bigger um, than another one that might be a bit deeper. Wow. So what are your favorite design trends you're seeing lately? So there are a couple, I think our most popular trend that we've been seeing for the past year or two has been um, yellow gold on a really skinny band. So a really, really delicate, solitaire yellow gold band. Um, oval diamonds have been extremely popular and also with a hidden halo detail, which is basically just small diamonds going underneath. So you can only see it from the side. Um, that's a really popular trend. Um, some of my favorites that have been a little bit more unique um, are bezel setting has been really coming back. So having a bezel set like emeralds cut oval um, has been very trendy. And also the trois mois rings that um, is a two stone ring. Since it's one diamond, you have two diamonds. Um, and it represents like you and I, um, Napoleon was like the first person, I think, to propose with a trois mois ring. And it kind of was like reserved for cocktail rings for like many years. And then recently there's been a resurgence in that style for like engagement rings. Now, are you talking uh, a ring with two stones, the same cut or different cuts? It can be either. Usually it's different cuts and sometimes it's one diamond, one emerald. Um, but yeah, oh. a lot of people will mix and match and some people will take like one heirloom and do like one heirloom stone and one modern stone um, and put it together. Oh. Yeah. That's beautiful. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We do something in every podcast that I'd like to do right now because I'm having so much fun. It's called the drink of the day. And we create the drink with our topic of the day and our guest of the day. And so we've named this drink the Shine Bright Like a Diamond. (laughs) So here it is in honor of you as our guest. This this is a radiant purple drink that is finished with foam and diamond dust. And I don't know if you can see it since we're virtual, but it is so beautiful. You have to look at pictures on our website. So please, all of you listeners out there, please go to I've Got a Secret with RobinWareGod.com because you will not believe how beautiful this drink is. And I'm going to describe to you why it's so beautiful. It actually involves one egg white. It has two ounces of Empress Blue Gin, a handful of blueberries, one half ounce lemon juice, one half ounce simple syrup, and it has edible diamond powder. You muddle the blueberries in a glass and strain the mixture into a shaker at all of the other ingredients and shake for one minute without ice. Once the mixture looks foamy, add ice and shake for an additional 30 seconds. Strain into a glass and finish with a few dashes of edible diamond powder. I'll put the Amazon link on our website, but this is such a beautiful drink. It's in honor of you and the clear cut. So cheers to you. Cheers. I have a water bottle. (laughs) I love it. So I'm going to take a sip of it, actually. Oh, my. I feel like a diamond myself. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make you shine on the inside with the diamond dust? I feel like it does. I cannot believe that diamond actually made that drink so beautiful. So I hope all of you listeners will go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and check that out and make one for yourselves. We all deserve diamonds, don't we? Yes, for sure. So now tell me about starting your business when you were in gemology school. Were you wanting to disrupt the diamond business? So yeah, I... Like I mentioned, when I went to GIA, I really did not have, you know, any desires or aspirations to start my own business. I, right after graduating, so while I was at GIA, I actually met my current husband and co-founder. His name's Kyle. Um, he comes from a really different background, and he had started his career um, creating a fair trade diamond mine in Sierra Leone. So he was living after GIA. He went back to Africa until Ebola. Um And then I graduated and started working at Tiffany on the engagement floor. And that's where I really started falling, falling in love with diamonds, engagement rings, bridal jewelry. Um, But I wanted to get more involved with it. So I left and started working at a large diamond wholesale company. At that exact same time, Kyle had returned to New York and started going to business school at Columbia. And all of his friends would approach him being like, hey, I know you worked in the industry. I want to get engaged. Do you know a guy that can help get a good deal for a ring? So 
I was that guy. So he would, you know, refer his friends. I would, you know, on the side, help them pick out their diamonds, create their custom rings. And then through that, I realized that most people didn't know the first thing about buying a diamond. So that's why I started the clear cut as an educational blog um, to help, you know, my friends and clients read about what to do and what not to do before coming to work with me. From there, I started posting some of these designs on Instagram, and then strangers started following the account, asking if I could help create their rings. And it became very accidental. Like it turned into this accidental side business. And we realized that there must be a white space in the market if, you know, complete strangers are trusting me to, with their like life savings to create this like super special piece. And that's when we realized that there was a real opportunity to disrupt the industry and that, you know, it was really old school and behind and not catering to, you know, the current customer's needs. Wow. I'm loving this. I was amazed to hear that your business really took off during the pandemic. Can you talk about this time? Yeah. So it was a really strange time because we have, like I mentioned, we were always digital first and we were always really comfortable selling remotely with our clients. Um, And right before the pandemic, we had a ton of momentum and we had decided to invest in creating the gem portal that I mentioned before. So creating the proprietary software. And when New York shut down and it was like a really bad time in like March, April of 2020, um, we didn't know, know what to do. We like, were really nervous about the future, but I knew that I had a feeling that remote was still going to be something worth investing in. So we continued building. And then once things started opening up, it was like May, June of 2020, everyone had been locked in with their partners. Everyone, you know, had, I think like additional money to spend because no one was traveling or doing anything. So there was a really big engagement ring boom people and no one had options. All the jewelry stores were closed. No one could go shopping. So we were positioned perfectly at that time to like service all of these clients. So it actually turned out to be like a really great time for us. I love that. And also, you know, anyone can look online and see the percentage of those who quarantined together, almost out of necessity, those couples fell in love and decided, hey, we can see that this works. We work. We work together beautifully because we had to live together. So let's get married. So I think I think it all kind of came full circle. Yeah, I think quarantine relationships really like accelerated the speed of the relationship because you were like locked in together for months and had nothing else to do. So if you're like, I can survive a pandemic with this person, I probably can get married. (laughs) I kind of feel like there are probably a lot of wives out there whose husbands saw how they stepped up and did that homeschooling, ran the home, (laughs) did everything. Maybe they decided, I'm going to get you a new ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe it was just the perfect timing. Congratulations. And have you seen that habits for the most part have permanently shifted? I do. I think that, you know, we were the generation that, you know, was getting engaged that like millennial generation, we grew up pretty comfortable with shopping online, especially with, you know, higher value products. And I think after the pandemic, it's, you know, spread onto not only Gen Z, but also 
older generations are more comfortable shopping online, even for more expensive things too. So I think that's something that's here to stay. Obviously, a lot of people are craving in-person experiences because they haven't had that in so long. So we do have a showroom here in New York um, that is by appointment only that people can obviously come visit. But I think that the shopping online, even for like cars, watches, luxury jewelry, handbags is just something that as a whole, we're all just way more comfortable with that concept. I agree. And I want to say congratulations to your marriage, to finding your husband. I'm so curious what your engagement ring looks like. Yeah. So um, my engagement ring, I actually picked out when I was eight years old. Oh, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. It's an Asher cut diamond um, and has a custom cut baguette frame around it. So it's actually an old ring. It's a ring from like the 1920s, like an art deco style. And my parents worked, um, they were antique jewelers. So they had a lot of inventory in like Victorian era, Edwardian, art deco. So this was actually a ring that belonged to my mom. It wasn't her engagement ring, but it was a piece of her inventory. And I saw it when I was eight years old and I was like, most beautiful ring. I didn't know what I was looking at, but I was like, this is the most beautiful ring. I love it. Will you save it for me when I get married? And she was like, no, your husband's going to pick out your ring. Like I'm not saving it for you. But when my husband, Kyle went to her to ask for permission, um, to, you know, get engaged, she was like, we had just started our business. So like, you know, we didn't have much money or anything. Yeah. And she was like, I actually saved this <gasps> ring for you. So you're in luck. So I, it was a complete surprise for me. And it was like so special because I remembered the ring and I was like, oh, she was involved and we're Aww. really, really close. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful story. You have a beautiful, loving mother. <laughs> yes, I'm really lucky for her. Um, but it was so great because diamonds, you know, and rings and jewelry in general have can hold such sentimental value and stories and can be passed down, which I think is, you know, just really special. I agree. You know, of course, when... I got married and then went on to have two sons. I didn't have really then a ring that I said to either one of my sons, this is a ring you can have when you propose. I knew that, you know, we were very, very poor when we got married. But as the years have gone on, now that we will soon celebrate 46 years, I do have rings and gifts that I know I want my granddaughters. I have two granddaughters. I, mm -hmm. I have a 12-year-old granddaughter and I have a precious one-year-old granddaughter. And it just thrills me. It warms my heart knowing that one day they'll go to these young women I love so much. Yeah, definitely. It's wonderful. Has there been a really standout unique ring that someone has designed at the Clear Cut? You know, for me, the ones that like really stand out and I remember I think it's more, it's less the design and more the diamond. Like I remember the diamond so vividly. And sometimes it's kind of hard for me when I'm in love with a ring to be like, okay, I have to let it go to its happy home. Um, I'm really obsessed with elongated antique cushion cuts. They're kind of my weakness. And whenever I get another ring, that's definitely what it's going to be. Um, so there are a few that we've made in the past couple of years that, um, I still think about from time to time. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. And please tell us all about the clear cut scholarship fund. Oh, yes. So 
Last year was our first year launching the Clear Cut Scholarship, um, and we just launched it again this year for the second year. Um, what it is, is, you know, when we were trying to build our team and really understanding and wanting a more diverse and equitable team, we realized and looked around that, you know, there weren't many gemologists of color. There weren't a ton of women in the industry. I mean, the diamond industry is historically extremely male dominated, um, mostly older men. So even when I was entering, I had a hard time starting my business, having, you know, men that were my dad's age taking me seriously. So I wanted to, um, create a more diverse and equitable industry and, uh, and also make women aware that this was even a career that they could get into because it is really family oriented, very niche. A lot of people don't know that this is even a, a career they could explore. So what the ClearCut Scholarship is, is every year we um, pay for one um, woman of color to go to GIA for free and get their diamond graduate degree. Um, we also offer a six month paid scholarship here at the Clear Cut with mentorship one on one with me and the opportunity to work full time at the Clear Cut. So our first year's recipient is a full time employee here now um, and has just been killing it and amazing. And we hope to, you know, do that with this year's recipient as well. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. That's wonderful. I wish every business in the entire world would do that. Congratulations. That's beautiful. Thank you. Oh. And it's something that, you know, I'm surprised that larger companies, um, you know, haven't invested in. There's a lot of talk and like about representation and diversity, but you know, they're always small steps to, we're a small business, but, you know, to make change starts, you know, within the industry. And this is what we can do for now. And I hope we can do more as we grow. Well, that's wonderful. I love that. We've come to a place now that we do in every podcast as well. And that's the game of the day. Do you like playing games? Yeah, I love playing games. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Because I do too. I think it's fun. So this game, we also create, just like our drink of the day, in honor of our guest and our topic. And we name this game Forever Newlyweds Game. So you help newlyweds start their lives together on the perfect note. So I thought I'd play a game where we guess how long certain celebrity couples have been in love. So I'll name off a couple, and we both have to guess how long they've been married. So I have to tell you, my team creates these drinks and these games, so I do not know who I'm going to be naming off. So closest to the actual number wins that round, okay? So Sounds number good. one, I'll let you go first with the guess. Number one, how long have Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson been married? Oh, I feel Ooh. like that's been a really long time. Me too, and I feel like I just read this recently. I feel like it's like, I don't know, 30 years, okay. 25 years? I say, I'll say 28 years. 28 years? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, let's see. I, uh, I'm going to say 30 years. You say 28, 30 I'm scrolling. Oh, they've been married 34 years. Wow. 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 That's great. That's great. And they're just adorable. I visited with them numerous times in person, and they're truly two of the sweetest people. They deserve to be together. Okay, number two, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. 
I think this they might have gotten married in the early 2000s. So I'm going to say 21 years. That's a good guess. Because you know what I'm thinking? I just read that their son just graduated and is going off to college. And so I want to say, what, what, how many years did you say? Is it 21? I'm going to say 20. <laughs> they've been married. Oh, they've been married 25 years. Woo! You won that one. Oh, number three. This is funny. Sophie Turner and Joe Jodas. Oh, they just got married. Um, was it last year or the year before? I'm going to say two years. Well, let me just be honest with you. I can prove I did not know these names that were coming up. Philip and I were at that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> They've been married. They have actually been married three years. Oh, wow. Yes, it was a beautiful wedding in Provence, France. Okay, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, they will be celebrating, apparently, it says here, an anniversary very soon. They have three um, little children. 11 years? Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with eight years, only because of their children. Oh, they will be celebrating 10 years in September. You win that one. 10 Yay. years. They're so adorable. They're so ador yeah. adorable. Oh, here's a couple I absolutely love. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Okay, I so have no idea. I feel like they're, they're 40 years. I'll say 45 years. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a trick question. They have been together for over 37 years, but have not been officially married. That was a trick question. 37 years, though. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. Okay, Isla Fisher and Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, they seem so young. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've been together for a while, maybe like eight years. It's so funny. I said they're so young, and then I immediately wanted to say like 12 years. Let me see. Oh, oh I got it right on the button. It's 12 years. Wow. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne. Are they still married? You know what? <laughs> they're still married. And I just read, because he had some very serious surgery that he just came through, he said, I just read this yesterday, he wants to renew their marriage vows. So I'm going by their children, and I'm going by, uh, I want to say 40 years. What do you say? I'll say, I'll say 45. Oh, my gosh. They celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary just last week. Oh, wow. You got it right. I got it right. I can't believe that. I can't believe that because I, I wanted to say, I, I, I really kind of thought it was longer. Philip and I must be yeah. really old because <laughs> we're 46 years. How old. long have you guys been together? 46? Well, we'll celebrate 46 years of marriage in August, but we've been together almost 50. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Thank you. 49. It'll be actually 49. Yeah, about 49 years. Sometimes it seems Next like week is my 
third wedding anniversary next week. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. So Thank three you. years next week. Yeah. Oh, you're newlyweds. <laughs> Basically. I, so. I love that. Where did you get married? Uh, we got married in Lucca, Italy. So in Tuscany. <gasps> He's from Chicago, but his parents live in Italy every summer. So he grew up going to this specific place every year, his whole life. So it's a really special like, like oh. area. And we like stayed, we had like our welcome dinner on this farm that he lived on and oh. like his friends. So yeah, it was really, it was really special. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, well, congratulations. I think Thank that's you. wonderful. And unfortunately that brings us to the end of this episode. And I'm so sad about this. This was one of the happiest and most educational podcasts we've done in a really, really long time. Beautiful. So much fun. Beautiful. <laughs> so now before we wrap up, I have one question for you. I started this podcast to share life-changing secrets. Do you have one major secret that you've learned throughout your life from someone special that you'd like to share with the listeners? I would say... One secret that I think I've realized over time while starting my business and, you know, working with people is that a lot of young women have imposter syndrome whenever they're going into, you know, a new role or wanting to, you know, start their own thing. And you never think that you're good enough or know enough or that you're ready um, but what I've realized is that most adults in positions in power are not more capable or know more than you. Like you should just feel like you shouldn't feel less than, and you shouldn't have that imposter syndrome because most people don't know what they're doing. And that's one thing I realized. Um, and everyone's figuring it out as they're going along. So I would just say, believe in yourself and feel really confident and don't let, you know, the insecurities of what you perceive in the outside world to stop you from um, succeeding. That is beautiful. That is brilliant. And I completely <laughs> agree with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't be intimidated just because someone's been at it longer than you. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're more qualified or no more. You, you will get to that point. Just, you know, believe in yourself and, you know, wow. work hard your goals. Well, I love that. I love you. I think you're wonderful. Now, you're wonderful. <laughs> oh, could you now please tell the listeners where to find you and the clear cut online? Definitely. So you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the clear cut. And you can also head to our website to book a consultation or shop our collection at www.theclearcut.co. I love it. And Secret Squad, head over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for more from this episode. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.